0: production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this
0: Is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Dallas, Selects, Emmett Smith, running back from Florida. And now your hosts, David Hellman, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kevin Turner, and Kyle Yeomans. There are 105 days until the
2: NFL Draft in Las Vegas, Nevada. There are only two weeks until the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, but the wait is over for the 2020 Dallas Cowboys Draft Show live from the star in Frisco, Texas, alongside the great David Hellman of DallasCowboys.com. You've got Kevin Turner across the table from The Athletic and then from 105.3 the fan, Mr. Jeff Cavanaugh. Boys, it's time to get into draft coverage in 2020. It's crazy to think that that journey is finally here. Oh, man, Kyle,
3: I know you've got some experience, but you've got the voice for this, Thank man. Thank you. Let's I appreciate go. that. Uh, for those of you just joining us, yes, Kyle Yeomans, well, glad to welcome you to the studio. I think <laughs> any, if if you watch our programs or are familiar with our stuff, you've probably heard him behind the scenes. A little bit. Joining us at the desk, and I'm excited about it. hell of an intro. Thank you. Sorry, not to steal your thunder, no, but go okay. ahead, man. No, it's fine. Let's do this
2: thing. Let's do this thing. And, I mean, there are plenty of storylines going around the draft already. I know, Jeff, you're a gigantic wide receiver, advocate for the Cowboys in the first round. There are plenty of wide receivers to pick from.
4: I quit, though. I'm out. Yeah. You're out already? Yeah, I backed out on it, yeah.
2: Why? As soon as McCarthy shouted
4: out Randall Cobb during his uh, press row, I was like, all right, Cobb's coming back. No. Uh, they're going to keep Cooper. They're going to keep Gallup, so I'm going to have to let it go. You can't do that on January 8th. i got to let it go. No, you don't. I can't have CD. That
3: I dream can't have is Judy. already done. I can't have Ruggs. When has common sense ever stopped you from pounding the drum that you want to pound?
4: That's a fair question with weird wording. Um, <laughs> it's true. You're right. And no, yeah, but I'll have to find another Gallup guy. I'm gonna have to go find a third no, rounder. No,
3: I, I mean, we're jumping way into the micro very early, but like that doesn't mean anything to me. Like you, you got to see the market. Randall Cobb might not necessarily
5: be back. I'm not ready to give up on that dream. Yeah, like he was. He was probably going to show up to that press conference no matter what. Right? Yeah. But then
4: McCarthy called him beautiful and. I think he called him smiley. He did this move. He did this little move, I think, because he, he wants looking, him to
5: be here. Yeah. But, you know, I think Randall Cobb gets a, a better offer on I the streets, especially after the Cowboys pay Dak and Amari Cooper and they can't give uh, right. Randall Cobb saying, what he Randall, wants. we then can't
3: give you $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to draft Henry Ruggs and prosper.
4: Oh, see, I was thinking he was going to come back in another one year, $5 million. Yeah. he's going to be that. It's he possible, yeah.
5: Mm. Mm -hmm. It's very possible.
2: But wide receivers, I mean, there's plenty, not even just like top three round guys, but there's a little bit of depth in this draft that I think you could go after that if Randall Cobb isn't the answer, then potentially you could go after in in some of the later rounds. But also just quarterbacks high, maybe not the the quarterbacks for the Cowboys per se, but there's a a bevy of guys in the first round that you're going to look at.
3: Are we ready to Are we ready to rule that out? Yep. Hold
2: on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on.
3: let me ask this.
4: <laughs> let me just let me ask you. Okay. Let right. me ask you. I think it. we were
5: going here today.
3: In, that was In honor really of quick.
4: my friend, who you need to be challenged here. Tua makes it to seventeen. Oh, your doctor says his hip's fine. He's going to be fine. Tua makes it to seventeen.
5: Okay, we had this conversation two years ago. Lamar Jackson makes it to 17. Are you asking me or are you asking
3: me? I'm asking you. Me (laughs) as
4: not the Dallas
3: Cowboys. I'm asking Dave, not the Cowboys. Didn't we do this? Oh... I'd be... No, I can't do it. We did okay. this
4: in Vanderash year, right?
5: Yeah, we
3: did. We, did we this do in it Blomarger every year. Jake
4: Fromm makes it to your third-round pick. Jake Fromm? I mean, it's a, your third-round pick. No. I,
3: no. Come on, man. No. Okay, sorry. I'm there, too. I like how we're so far in the weeds eight minutes into this
2: thing. <laughs> yeah, I love did, it. That didn't take very long at all. We are going to hit a lot of the, the Cowboys' position needs and wants coming up in Segment 3. We also got Twitter on the 20 in Segment 2, but kind of wanted to start things off, just kind of general thoughts, guys, of... 2020, I mean, I know it's January. It's January 9th. I mean, we've got plenty of time until April 23rd. But right now, as you look at the draft overall, what is your feel as to what this draft is going to be known for?
5: I mean, I'll start right here. I mean, we kind of covered some of it already, but I think Tua's health check at the Combine Mm -hmm. is going to mean everything in the world because that changes everything in the top five, top ten, top one. I mean, that could really throw everything... Uh, throw a wrench into everything. If Tua's hip is good or bad, I mean, who knows if he would have declared if he, was, if he got a, clean you know, bill. hey, health. hey, yeah. you're not good. You should probably or, go back to college. What, go back to college and get beat up again? Or maybe I should go to the NFL now. So there's a lot of ways to think about it. And I think that's the story because I think no matter what happens, I don't think it's clear that Burrow is ahead of Tua if mm-hmm. Tua's health is good.
3: But it's not. And don't you think that that is a pretty big Red flag, honestly. I mean like Absolutely. he's dealing with basically the Bo Jackson injury. I know it's not exactly the same. But and he's like, hurt his ankle multiple times. I mean he's he has been banged up for the vast majority of his college career. He has not had a healthy season.
5: And that's why we talk about this in six weeks after the combine. And then maybe there's think, a medical recheck and all that stuff. But what's it's interesting it's about it is like we we all went to the combine the Jalen Smith year and there are differing opinions on that. Well, and
3: so, and there will be. Like yeah. there'll be guys that don't have Tua on their board. There will be teams that are in love with him. I completely get that, but I just think there's enough of a concern there that I I don't think Tua could possibly be in the conversation at number 1 overall. Not with the It's the
4: Bengals. Lot of time, Dave. It, lot, lot of time. Right. A lot of time. Okay. lot Actually, of time to have a pro day. Lot of time to. Lot of time. Kyle asked, like, what the what is
3: what is the hallmark for this draft? And like, that's okay. So do y'all agree with me that right now I'm looking for where the drama is going to come from? Oh. Seriously, like because it doesn't Cause you look, don't think it's going to come one or it two. It doesn't look very dramatic right now. Like
4: no, I, the drama is who's going to jump up, who likes Jordan Love, who likes Justin Herbert, who likes to. So uh do, do they you just think start I, falling to people who have their picks waiting in the teens, or do people start jumping? I think so that's you the think drama.
3: you think quarter? I mean, and quarterbacks dictate so much about the top of the draft, but you see that happening this year.
5: I keep an eye on the Florida teams. Miami has a pick at five and eighteen. Jacksonville's got a pick at nine and twenty. Um, and you could say that both of those teams Let's need quarterbacks, need quarterback quarterback. possibly. Let's I mean, if we're going
3: trying to. Real quick Cincinnati needs a quarterback. Miami needs a quarterback. The L.A. Chargers could draft a quarterback. Absolutely. The Carolina Panthers might need a quarterback. The Jags might need a quarterback. Who I mean, I mean, that's fine. The Raiders seven, are, You're looking at that the Indianapolis in in Colts could sure. use a quarterback. They're
4: hating on Gardner Minshew over there. I'm not <laughs> hating. I said <laughs> a lot could of hating on our, on our guy. Raiders He's on have his two RV. picks. He's at,
5: fine. The Raiders have two picks at 12 and 19. John Gruden could do something I mean, crazy. If you want to go get a good player, Tampa might not go. be.
3: In, I mean, Bruce Arians doesn't sound enamored with um, Jameis Winston. Uh, the James Colts, is a thirty thirty guy. He is the, the one only, and only, the only thirty thirty guy. <laughs> Holy cow! I kind
5: of respect it. Frank, up
3: or uh, yeah, the Indianapolis front office doesn't sound uh, Ballard. Excuse me, thank you. Um, I just thank myself. Doesn't sound so on Jacoby Brissett being the future there. They shouldn't be. Um, Pittsburgh probably has to worry about the future with Ben Roethlisberger being injured so often. So yeah, I just talked myself into quarterback being a pretty dominant storyline as it always is. It'll get
5: wild. And wait till Herbert and Love have a good Senior Bowl week, and then yeah. people start talking about uh, Jordan Love from Utah State, Herbert from Oregon. Once those guys go to the Senior Bowl, maybe those guys bump up. And then and always, you know, we think about everything. We cover the whole draft here, but the Cowboys are picking at seventeen, so I want. As many quarterbacks as going in the Always. top seventeen as possible,
3: unless so, and I can hear people listening right now that they're like, unless you're not sold on Dak. Okay, now do to do that. Today. Yeah, and I re- well,
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that today either. Yeah, I'm not going to. I want to we'll talk. Have let, me, let, home, let me talk. Let me talk to those people. I don't have time for you people. Okay. There you go. I don't have time for you people today. I was going to say, I'm, Mike
3: McCarthy made no it easy for us. Like, Mike McCarthy introduced as the ninth coach of the Cowboys. That's something we need to get into, too. Absolutely. A very exciting thing about this draft is that we it's, it's, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be refreshing because you can't sit here on January 9th right now and say, oh, they don't like nose tackles or, oh, they don't like safeties because we have no idea who's going to be coaching those positions or who's going to be valuing that draft stock. And And that's
2: fascinating. Also, with all the turnover that is inevitable with the, the amount of free agents and the amount of roster that we're going to see change going into 2020. There's a ton of positions you could go for. You could go defensive line in the first round. You could go with the secondary. I mean, we've even thrown in quarterback. I know that's a completely separate topic. Wide receiver even in there as well. There's plenty of places you can go with a new staff kind of at the helm.
3: I really think quarterback and running back are the only two positions that I can't imagine the Cowboys spending a draft pick on in the first round. Offensive line? I I you could talk me into it. Actually, I wanted to mention that. Okay. Which interesting. But uh, well, well, I mean, <laughs>
5: yeah. it wouldn't
3: it would be surprising but not like completely out of left field because we've seen the injury issues that Tyron Smith has dealt with. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to nail down the left guard position. And I wanted to bring this up. This it seems like a tackle heavy class. Like it yeah. this, this seems like there are a lot of good offensive tackles. I'm not saying it would be the best thing for the Cowboys to do. But you could find yourself a swing tackle slash left tackle of the future. The Eagles just did it with Andre Dillard last year.
4: It's always awkward, though, when you draft a guy in the first round and then after the round, as we're recapping the round, we're like, well, here's the thing. You hope he never plays. Yeah, like, Use the first-round pick. Hope he never plays. Hope yeah. that your tackles are healthy.
3: It would not be ideal, but I could make a case for it. Sure, That's especially,
4: especially if you're picking at 17 and he's your – 10th best player in the draft. Absolutely. And then your next best is a running back, and your next best is a, you know, and you're sitting there going, okay, guys, do we really want to skip over eight guys? Like, do we want to not pick our 10th best player so that we can pick our 17th best player who plays a position that we like? It's like, this is how we screw things up. You want to screw things up? Tackles become a p- position, too, where it kind of
5: gets top heavy. And there's still a lot of work to do on this year's draft, but over the years, we've seen. Struggles if you're trying to reach and and plug and play or or get a guy late in the draft at the offensive tackle position. I think we need to be talking about cornerbacks. Yep, um, but that's
3: something. That going
4: to be a corner. There's going to be a
3: lot
5: of corners in this draft. You're going to have a, a
3: top two corner of safety, probably. at Yeah,
4: 17. it's going to be a corner of safety. This, i can live
3: with that. You're, ma- you're, you're making that call 11 minutes into the first show of the year.
4: Yeah, it's going to be a corner of safety. As soon as right. I'm telling you, as soon as McCarthy said hi to Randall Cobb in the back of the room at the press conference, I hit the little X. I was watching a receiver and I closed it, and then I clicked over and I started watching Grant Delpit. I was like, all right, so let me just go to the secondary, not get receiver. <laughs> Steve here. Safety,
3: fun. Chris Beam, our expert and veteran producer behind the board, please clip that out, and I would like to revisit it in the coming weeks and months. Thank okay, you. it's going to be
4: Delpit. How about that?
3: Okay, get, so there's the it's call. It's going to be All great,
4: ready.
2: Delpit. <laughs> I'm here for it.
4: Now or an LSU corner. <laughs> it's going to be an LSU somebody,
2: corner. Yeah. Done. The, the Tiger secondary is, Done. is 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 going to come to Dallas now? KT, you mentioned top heavy in terms of tackles and offensive tackles. Yeah. In the draft, and wanted to get to this Dane Brugler from the Athletic, of course, one of the was he a founding member or one of? Actually, the,
3: no. They, uh, shouts out as Brian used absolutely. to do this all the time. Brian brought us an Ed Cahill, the founding members. Okay, those are the founding. Uh, Ed Cahill, it was his his idea, baby. It grew into this. Dane came along and uh, made it uh, the most in depth show ever. We miss you dearly, Dane.
5: Rest in peace to those all guys. We miss you no, dearly. Not
3: they're
2: not dead. Oh, dude, they, might doing even, they might things. even pop up oh, on this show some show.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh yeah, special thanks to both those guys, uh and, and Ed, and then also uh Dane. But uh, wanted to get into his top one hundred. He released say, this. We're still
3: gonna use your work, Dane. Absolutely, don't even yeah, don't yeah, don't we're, get we're it diving twisted. into it
2: right now. But you mentioned offensive tackle and, and yeah. Andrew Thomas, who a guy from Georgia, a lot of people had very high, maybe even as the top tackle. Now, in Dane's most recent update to the top 100, falls to the third offensive tackle. He's number 12 overall. That one kind of stood out to me, but it also it, it goes to what you were saying with a top-heavy offensive tackle draft. There's three in the top 12.
5: And that's why I think the Cowboys would stay away from that at 17, just because, I mean, again, the, the Lyle Collins contract is something that happened that I didn't really foresee that was going to happen. But I think, I think in the eyes of most people, and on my board, I'm looking at my board right now so far, and again, it's early. I tread lightly in January, but uh, it's the Alabama kid, Wills, it's Werfs mm-hmm. from Iowa, and then Andrew Thomas' offensive tackle three. And there's pretty good players in the second round at offensive tackle if they wanted to mess around with that, but I just think the Cowboys are going to have so many more glaring needs, whether it's defensive front, whether it is secondary, and then... As this happens every year, thirty percent of the roster rolls over. So you know, it's a I I have a hard time being real declarative in January about like what they need because man, free agency is going to come come aboard. I don't expect them to be heavy players in free agency, but they got a lot of things they can do. And you're going to have a franchise tag and a transition tag. What happens with Byron, with Robert Quinn? There's so much that can happen.
3: I enjoy starting the show this early because it allows us to, you know, you got to dive as deep as possible. There's 1,500 freaking players that are eligible (laughs) for this draft. But it's going to change so much, and it does drastically every year. Like by March twenty first, we will have completely changed our opinions on what they need or what they should do. But
4: we don't know if they're a four three or a three four team. Exactly, that's a big Which question. We don't Again. know. <laughs> and I, after that presser, I—if you made me guess—I would guess three four. I 'Cause I think it's easier to just say we're gonna do what they've been doing. That's what the roster is. But the answer was, you know, we'll see. Once you signed DeMarcus Lawrence, can you play a three four? Sure, he can stand up. That's there's a lot of people who seem to
3: think he can stand up actually. I'm not necessarily one of them, but people think
4: he can I, drop very often. Well, that's <laughs> I know what you have to do in it's, that position. Just, you're on a four two. A three-four runs a four-two, a four-three runs a four-two. We're playing nickel. Everybody's I, I playing mean, nickel all the time. I get it. It doesn't matter. Let's that just takes play the both. fun out of it, though. It does take the fun out of it, and I'd like to apologize for taking the fun out of it.
3: If they were to do that, I think it would be a more gradual transition than they're just playing three-four on September 10th next year. A little
4: hybrid action, just a little, a little mix it, a little it up, gradual a little transition. transition
2: back in there. I like it.
3: But actually, to that point, and yeah, I'm just I'm ripping off Dane's top 100. I love you, Dane. I'm not sorry. Uh, looking at okay, you go all the way to. You know, and, and this obviously isn't a mock draft, but you look at the top 17 players, the Cowboys sure. pick 17th. Seven of them play positions that the Cowboys probably have no interest in drafting in the first round. Absolutely. And if you include Clemson linebacker Isaiah Simmons, which I know he can play about eight spots. I'm interested. I didn't say you I shouldn't you. be. I'm just saying if you consider him a linebacker. That's probably another position the Cowboys would rather not draft in so the first round. So call him round. a
4: strong safety and don't worry about it.
3: Okay, you're undermining my point. I'm okay. just saying. Okay, it's my fault. There's as many as eight guys that they would say, ah, we can live without him. And that's really encouraging. It's even more encouraging, and I'm not trying to be a homer for Grant Delpit, but again, if this was last year, I would say, they're not going to draft a safety in the first round. Are you crazy? They, they don't do that, but they might this year. And I know you Delp- can't
5: tell me that they definitely won't. So Grant Delpit from LSU, his 2019 tape has some warts on it.
4: He won the Thorpe Award, KT. He was he's the best. I know, I know. He I, did not earn the Thorpe Award, no, but he did win. It was
5: it was a lifetime achievement it's, award. It's a lot of missed. He should have won it last year. But you dive into a little bit of what's going on with him, and he had a shoulder injury, dude. When you don't have range of motion in your shoulder, it's very hard to wrap up at running backs. Like the the missed tackles, you would see it and go, okay, yeah, you'd like for that to be better. I watched some 2018 tape on him. He's not missing those same tackles he was missing in 2019.
3: I would advise anyone that's down on Grant Delpit, A, watch his 2018 tape, and then watch his games against Georgia and Oklahoma, LSU's two most recent
5: games. He's still pretty damn good. He can play. He's really good, and he deserves to be... Top half of the first round consideration still, in my opinion. Now, Pick 17? Again, we did this a few years ago. It's, it's way different players. I'm not comparing the two. We saw Derwin James slide just yeah. because the league didn't seem to value that position very much. But Derwin James can do everything. Strong safety, free safety. You if know you use him the was, right way. Do you know where he was drafted exactly? Uh, a
3: 17, wouldn't he? Pick 17. And we
5: were uh, The Cowboys, were, Cowboys were
3: 19th at the time. Yeah. A lot of people wanted him to trade up. Leighton Vander Esch injury plagued second season. I still think he's going to be okay, but I would argue I, Derwin James is a better college prospect than Grant Delpit. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. Yes and you they and he fell to but, 17 so he fell to 17 it's a very but, re- realistic scenario that's why i'm
5: picking him he'll be okay. there okay he's going to be there and safety class is better this year than it's been in years past you're going to have some names the alabama guy xavier mckinney's going to come to mind ashton davis ashton out davis of Cal. california i yeah. love man i think he's going to be a his lot second as well. round pick And you're picking in the middle of the second round? I mean, if if that's the area you want to go. But this team had a chance to get a safety last year in the second round. They chose not to. And he's playing
3: in the playoffs. He's probably going to make a play on Saturday, Juan Thornhill, or Sunday, whatever damn day they play. Makes a
5: play every time you watch the Chiefs. You're going to hear his name called. Taylor Rapp does, too. It's yeah, not, it's fine.
3: It's well, fine, guys, because it's okay. not fine. Hey, it's not fine. The Cowboys will pick twice this spring before their first pick last year.
4: But will they be zeroed in on who they're picking already before they get to the pick? Or will they actually pick the best player available? That's where things, things only, have changed because only we don't time know. Will tell. Yeah, we don't know. All right. Well, I'm just asking the question because I'm, tr- I'm just trying to make sure our process is sound here.
5: It's weird because Jerry, Steven, Will McClay, we all know they're still in the mix. It's very unpredictable now, especially when the coaches. Many coaches have changes. We had like, and under some of these coaching hires aren't official yet, so I don't want to comment too much on any of these things. But like, yeah,
3: but the names you're hearing, yeah, you're hearing a lot of experienced names, a lot of guys with a lot of skins on the wall. I mean, I'm excited, and you're right. A lot of the same decision makers are still in place. The scouting department is going to be more or less the same. But we, you can't assume anything right now. Well, you we, can't assume any of the storylines or any of the tendencies that you were used to from years past. Well,
5: let's think about this. Jason, I don't know how much say he had in the draft room, but Jason and his coaches, we at least could kind of have the idea of, yeah, they might have a little bit of say in who's picking these players. McCarthy, I don't know how he's going to be after those years in Green Bay, but he comes from a place where he didn't have a lot of say in the draft room. And he was kind of boxed out, and to me, that's fascinating. And I hope that he's comfortable about that and likes it. But I because think to if Jeff's, the scouts, if the scouts and Will McClay just go pick the players, we're good. To Jeff's like
3: point, that. it's you're right. I think the coaches here had a lot of say. I do too. Rod Marinelli, Tristan Hill, written all over him. Like, the, and we always used to joke on this show, like. Oh, wait till late March, early April, and you can hear the narrative change when the coaches start watching tape. And it happened last year, and Chris Richard was part of it too. He was like, "We don't need the safety; give us the defensive tackle." So that is fascinating. Tony because, Pollard
5: for Kellen Moore.
3: It felt like that ab- was a thing. Absolutely, the coaches have sway here, and you're right. And Mike McCarthy's not used to that, and I wonder what that dynamic is going to be like with an entirely new coaching staff.
2: Yeah, and that's another factor. It's not even just the fact of having that say, but also just the unfamiliar side of having a completely new staff around you and having that kind of camaraderie to be able to agree on a pick come uh, April. We'll get into that a little bit more coming up in our third segment later in the hour, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Twitter on the 20 returns for 2020. You guys have been sending us questions throughout the course of the day. We've got one maybe that has Jamal Adams involved in it. We'll talk about that coming up next. You're listening to the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show.
1: Give me an S. 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 Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me
5: an O. Oh! What's
3: that spell? So-so. Are we
4: gonna
3: win?
1: Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just $10 with free shipping. The Starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco?
2: How about exclusive and on. Command. That's right, news and nuggets you can't find
3: anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers,
2: secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys.
0: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys
2: are on the clock. Back here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios, the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show, presented by Miller Light, Dave Hellman, KT, Jeff Cavanaugh, am Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us here on the various social media platforms. Time for our first edition of 2020's Twitter on the 20. It's kind of fitting with the the new year, the new decade, new look for a show, but... A staple. Same, same segment. Some things will remain the same always, as they should, because it's a great show, and it has been a, a staple of a show, kind of growing as the expert host. That how dare you? It
4: fills a segment. How Is dare that you. not honest? I, it does. I like no. The,
2: uh, it does not
3: fill a segment. It allows us to engage with our devouted, devoted, devoted. And devout listenership, (laughs) inclusivity. Shut up, (laughs) of the listener and the viewer. I'm I'm going to let our expert host Kyle handle this uh, this year. Okay, you're killing it so far, so just keep it rolling. On top of it, I guess. Uh,
2: Okay, so the first one I kind of want to go with is we we talked a little bit about safeties and who's going to be available. Come pick seventeen. For the Cowboys. And we had, uh, I'm, I'm having trouble finding the actual tweet, but somebody this morning, very early, was ready for the draft show and they asked, Would you rather have one of the safeties in the first round at 17 or trade that pick for Jamal Adams? Now, I feel like this is a common question that has been thrown out there recently, really, as the Cowboys fell to 17. Is that realistic in your eyes? Is it realistic?
3: Probably. Probably. If you could get Amari you Cooper for, No, I wouldn't do it. Um, and I'm a gigantic LSU homer. I love Jamal Adams. I think the world of him. But it's just, it's, it's cap resources at this point. Because this is a team that's going to have to pay a bunch of big contracts out. Uh, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper. They're going to have to sign some other free agents. And Jamal Adams is eligible to renegotiate now. He could do that right now if he wanted to. He finished his third season last week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like the idea of immediately having to pay a guy. Like, the beauty of a first-round pick is that you get four, if not five years, of very cheap production, hopefully at a Pro Bowl level. You're not getting that with Jamal Adams. They already they already didn't get that with Amari Cooper. I don't like the idea of
5: having to do that twice. I could not have answered that better myself. I mean, Dave said exactly. <laughs> poetic. Yeah, no. Dave said that exactly. Now Jeff is the wild card. Yeah, I would say. The draft me, Jeff. Jeff. These
4: two are cowards, ah. and I'd like to announce right now that I also am a coward. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Look, just, it, you're gonna look up, like you look up, and it's like how much cap space do the Cowboys have? It's like, well, they could roll over this much, and they got 80 million dollars, and oh my goodness, they have so much money, and it's like, wait, you haven't accounted for, and just go down the list. Do you like Robert Quinn? You like Dak? You like Amari Cooper, and all these different guys, and the like, even the guys that they've recently given the big deals to. They're big numbers haven't even hit yet they're about to right and it's like I get the temptation but you would have to basically sign him on a credit card you would have to you would have to start finagling (laughs) things the sneaky
3: the sneaky storyline here is the pressure is on this front office to draft really well and I've seen you talk about this on Twitter Jeff but they've been good more often than bad since Will McClay took over in 2014 but their hit rate hasn't been perfect and it's going to catch up with them with all these contracts that they have to pay out. Sure. Because you need to get cheap production if you're going to be paying top-of-the-line salaries to half of your starting roster. Mm-hmm. And giving away a first-round pick to, to a guy that's going to need a new contract very soon is just not a great way to accomplish that goal, in my opinion.
5: This was the most courageous act of cowardice I've ever seen because with Jamal Adams being tantalizing over there – We all did the right thing right there. But if I can, I mean, I don't even, and I love Jamal Adams.
3: I just, if I can get, and we'll just use Grant Delpit because we were already talking about him. If I can get Grant Delpit for five years at a fraction of the cost, why wouldn't I do that? Exactly. Do
4: you think because he would be a better player?
2: He could be Unless a top. That's is. kind of where I was going. Is he the talent a, even mean, remotely close to Jamal Adams, though? I mean, it's tough to tell. It's a draft. It's kind of a gamble regardless. I think Jamal, I mean, Jamal Adams
3: was a better player coming out of school. Delpit's tape is good. It, it is, and that's, that's the crazy thing is Jamal Adams went top five. Derwin James is, I mean, I know he spent a lot of this year hurt, but Derwin James is comparable and he fell to 17. I think Grant Delpit could be a comparable player. And that's why I'm I'm comfortable not taking that risk.
5: It's all the only question with him is tackling. The range is there, the instincts are there. He can blitz off the edge. He can cover anywhere you ask him to cover. Tackling is the only issue, and he was hurt this year. I trust that like, that's an anomaly. I'm, I'm not saying Delp it's going to be Adams, but I'm saying I have no problem if that's where things fall, and he's my best player at 17. I will take him because he the tape is good for him. On a two-year scale, you have to go back and you have to watch some 2018 tape on him, but it is good.
3: The Cowboys haven't picked this high since they drafted Zeke and then Zach Martin in 2014. Like They've okay. been picking in the 20s for a lot of the time, and it's it hasn't worked out that well for them. Like When they were back at the end of the first round, they picked Taco. When they didn't have a first-round pick, they picked Tristan Hill. I like the idea of giving them not a great first-round pick, but as good as they've had in a while. But
4: they'll have a first-round first graded guy.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that's I've,
4: not true when you're picking in the twenties most of, well, not most time, but sometimes. Like if you're picking a twenty seven or whatever, you taco wouldn't first round grade.
2: Right. right. Exactly yeah, Like you know, there'll make be a f- sure and hit that little button that says oh, cough. Oh my cough is I there
3: thought you it was go. a hold down to cough. No. Yeah. Sorry. No, the the radio tanky. professional in the room. Well, it's the radio okay,
4: professional, you. our cough button, you have to hold it to cough and then you just let it go. This one's a tapper. Sorry. So you have to tap it. Shout out to Charles Tapper. So anyway, <laughs> what I was saying huh. for a long time while no one could hear is if you're picking at 17, you can almost guarantee the Cowboys are going to have a first-round graded player to pick. Yeah, Unless they pick for need instead of uh, the best player. It, it's you're worried said, about that, aren't you? I am terrified about that. There's so, a reason that we gave you the Leighton Vander pick way before it happened. There's a reason we gave you the Tristan Hill pick way before it happened. Because we knew who they were taking. Because well, if you follow the bread trail correctly, you can find out who they're taking. But that's that's always been
3: true. Like, And that was the same I mean, Zach Martin was on a short list the year they picked him. Byron yeah. Jones was on a short list the year they picked him. Like, they're always going to identify guys that they love who fit a need.
4: But Byron, we were crossing off names as we went, and I believe it was Philadelphia picked Aguilar and yep. we started high-fiving. We were like, yeah. the Cowboys can get Byron! Like those to me when if everybody's high-fiving about it that's different than well that's who they're taking. I just feel like I there's always going to be a short list of guys they love that
3: fit their needs because I mean that's the biggest myth in the draft, right? Like everybody's sure. drafting for need. Otherwise, you would I mean, you know, if the best running back in the draft, if DeAndre Swift fell to them,
5: let's
1: go.
3: they would draft
5: him. But they won't do that.
3: We know they won't. <laughs> let's do go. It.
5: No, stop it. Okay. And I have 19 first round graded players. Right now, and that's still working through the million wide receivers in this draft. So 19.
4: How many wide
3: receivers you got in there?
5: Three.
4: I think you got it right. But I
3: just, I really like their odds of finding a player they love who is also deserving of that pick. At 17.
4: I agree because I think this year we'll end up talking about Alabama corner, LSU corner, Florida corner, and we'll be going then Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney, the Alabama safety. And like, right, we're gonna have there's and probably the whole, gonna be a secondary player from LSU or Alabama with a first round grade staring you in the face. Everything
3: else off, huh? <laughs> edge rushers don't concern well, you. Well, edge rushers, let, do me, let me do this me. because okay. yeah, it, yeah we we've, answered one, we've answered yeah, one question. Hector
2: so far. Oh, yeah. tweeted at us and said, with the possibilities, of course, of moving to three, four edge rushers, anybody can. Kind of stand out to you early on that could potentially fill those needs for the Cowboys.
5: I love Terrell Lewis from Alabama, but he is another Alabama guy who's going to need medical recheck action. Oh
4: gosh, but he is—you get beat up at Alabama. You do get beat up at <laughs> Alabama up through the
5: gauntlet. They—they they play it hard at Alabama, but man, he is. And if you're moving to a 3-4, he probably makes more sense in a 3-4 because he's undersized. As I'm pulling up my notes to get his weight right there. Right now at 258 right now. We'll see what what it turns out. Now, he had been hurt, but he's hurt his knee. He tore his ACL in 2018. But when you go watch the tape this year, you're sitting there watching just a guy with long arms and the juice around the end. I mean, Terrell Lewis is the guy that would make me go, okay, well, don't worry about Robert Quinn now. Just let him be a free agent. I mean, he is... A freak, and he's very fun. If you go watch his tape, he's very fun. The speed rusher dynamic to go to pair with Demarcus Lawrence, I love that. Seventeen, maybe early because there are yeah. health questions. Yeah, but man, Terrell Lewis is very, very interesting. Do what you? If, sorry, go ahead. Kyle. What if he fell to fifty-one though? Is there there any chance of him falling to 50 with with health concerns? With pass rushers, I just don't think he falls that far. Okay. I mean, again, early. Because he's like mid 30s
2: right now, maybe? I mean, I have a first. Mock draft wise. I
5: have a first on my board, and I'm different. So I have a first round grade on him. He is my third best pass rusher in this draft. Wow. Um, It's Chase Young. It's AJ Epinesa from Iowa. Yeah. Who's more of a, you know, he's a heavier guy, He's, Mm -hmm. he's a really good run player. Less of a speed rusher off the edge, Terrell Lewis is kind of that weak side defensive end. Just get around the edge, the bursty guy, and that he's was six, actually, five and long. It's just there, there's a lot to work with there, and I think he makes a lot of sense whether they're in a four three or okay. a three well, four. Well, I was going to.
3: I mean, Jeff already said he has a suspicion they go three four, and yeah. you and I think that maybe even if they did that, it wouldn't be right now. Which, yeah, I don't. If they were to draft an edge rusher. And That would be curious. I mean, okay, that is there anybody else that fits that bill? Because A.J. Epinesa, Iowa, and then the other one is Yeter Gross Matos from Penn State. Neither one of those guys really strike me as rush linebackers.
5: No, I, I don't see that with Matos, but I think Matos is closer to that than Epinesa, just because he's a little bit lighter. You know, but I mean, yeah. when you start to look at like Epinesa is a pure four three guy. He's going to be a four uh, right. three strong defensive end, hundred um, percent. And he's a better run defender than he is a pass rusher, to be honest. Um, but he's an overall really good player. I mean, I, there you go to second round. There's some names there, and do those guys start to shoot up the board just because of a lack of, of sl- pass
3: rushing? But, I swear to God, I'm not doing this because I went to LSU. Have you watched Kayla LeVon Chasing yet? Uh, yes, I have. Because uh, that's a I mean, that's a three four
5: guy all the way. And he is and he makes a lot of sense, but I like Terrell Lewis way more than I like him. Yeah. I have I, Chasen, I've got I me mean, I've got a second round grade on Jason. I think Jason
3: is purely like an athleticism pick. Like yeah. I mean his production has been fine this year, but like if you're drafting him, it's on upside more than what he's done, I think.
5: That's a position they're gonna have to look at though. Because what happens if you don't bring Robert Quinn back and DeMarcus Lawrence gets hurt? yeah anything happens
4: Dorrance and Joe Jackson
5: mm,
3: and whatever Tyrone Crawford might be able to offer you depending on his health mm-hmm. and his contract status yeah mm-hmm. I mean much like cornerback that's a sneaky need depending mm-hmm. on what you do in free agency
4: much like d tackle
3: much, and much like, like safety yeah, who's gonna play defense for this team
4: well the defensive tackle right now you would have exclusive rights free agent Antoine Woods and Tristan Hill that's
2: your D tackles. A lot Gosh. of work to do, man. They got a
4: lot of work to do, but I mean, you get to spend money too. You don't just have to draft.
2: Any more questions, Kyle? Yeah. So Braun asked, and this is the question I, I have, of the Blackwater, Especially the for you. Uh, he said, What are the chances, if any, that the Cowboys let Amari Cooper walk and hope that Lamb Ruggs or Judy fall to 17? Well
4: that would not be my dream. Okay. Uh, my dream involves dropping forty burgers. Which the way <laughs> the that you all. do Yeah, the way that you do that is you tag Amari Cooper and you draft a receiver in the first round, but that would put Randall Cobb on the bench so like now I, I just I, I don't know if it'll make sense He now. could be your
3: he could be your punt returner slash spot duty fourth receiver much like tavon Austin yeah, yeah,
4: but there's there's a better role in the NFL for Randall Cobb than that you're right he's he deserves to be a starter
5: so I <laughs> his I, old team would like him back right now.
4: there you go. so um I guess it would require saying, you know what? We want to save our 18 to $20 million a year. We're going to move on from Amari Cooper. And that's dangerous business because for all of the questions, and I do have questions that sure. popped up the last three or four weeks of the year, he still saved your season a year before that. And he's still an 1,100-yard guy that helped probably your other guy get 1,100 yards. Um I I can't. I do think there are two guys in this draft that you would not be insane if you said, I think as a rookie they're going to have 1,000 yards. Judy and who? Uh, C.D. Lamb. Probably Lamb. C.D. Lamb. I think those two have legitimate chance to be number 1 receivers really quickly. Why do you leave Ruggs off that list? Uh, I mean, his college production, what, do you have 700 yards this year? Yeah. I mean, I love the speed, and I think that's why he goes in the first round, because the rest of the traits aren't. Like for him, you're just going to focus on the dude's going to run a 4-2. He's going to run a 4-2. He outruns angles. He's he's a freak show. And that gives him a chance to catch back shoulder fades and slants with huge opportunities because people are bailing. Um. But those other guys, you're talking about everything you want from a receiver. Strength after catch, balance, route running, uh, Can, catch point. And with Rugs, it's more, well, Tyreek Hill scores really long touchdowns. Yeah. And he'll get to do it too. Can Ruggs turn?
5: Or not as well as Judy and Lamb? Not
4: as well as those guys. Yeah. I don't think he's... but Because he's busy going much faster. <laughs> he yeah. just catches the ball and looks around and goes, OK, none of you can catch me. I'll go that way. And I think that's why a guy with 700 yards, who is the third receiver on his own team, uh, is going to go in the first round. If because you, that, that speed is game-changing.
3: If you don't want to sign Amari Cooper long-term, that's fine. I understand your reservations. But I can't imagine this team being even as good as they were last year, which wasn't that good, by the way, without him.
4: That's the problem. I think I go back to what Jerry said about um, when our buddy Brian was asking him on the radio. He asked him about what all goes into the guys you signed to, and part of his answer was, I think about what's the worst-case scenario if I don't. And the worst-case scenario without Amari is not nearly as scary as the worst-case scenario without Dak or anything, But it is scary if you went, well, Michael Gallup, it turns out, can't get 1,100 yards as the number 1 guy. Yeah,
3: I'm not ready to put that pressure on him.
4: Right, so the worst case is somewhat scary. So in Jerry's own
2: words, Amari Cooper's probably going to be here.
3: Yeah, I think Amari and Dak are here. Very few, if any, questions
2: asked. All right, one more question. This is from Hyatt. Is this a trade-up kind of draft or a trade-back kind of draft if you're Dallas at 70? All right, who who do you trade up for? Okuda.
5: Okuda would be a, a guy that you would trade up Ohio for. Ohio
4: State corner might go top five.
5: And I would say I would throw Derek Brown, the defensive tackle from Auburn, would be okay. in the mix there because I think that's a game changer. And there's another guy who could play 4-3 three, or 3-4. Three, four, four, you three. talk
3: about, like, we not knowing what's going to happen. If the Dallas Cowboys traded up for a defensive tackle, I don't care who it is. It, it could be a <laughs> it could, be a, Dom- it could be a Dominican Sioux. Uh, that would be nuts. Um and that's the thing. I mean, okay, I like both of those names a lot. I'd love if both of them could play on this defense, but and okay, I mean, the Cowboys traded up for Claiborne not did. that long ago. They did. You you don't have to trade up for a quarterback. Like that is always the common theme. But I still I just like I just said, like I just I'm looking at these names and I feel so confident that a great player will be there at 17. It would have to be something wild to make me think they would do that.
5: And I'm I'm counting on.
3: I reserve the right to change my mind as I learn more about this draft. No class, sir, but you're locked in. Okay, I'm counting you locked on Jeff
4: in earlier yeah, on opinion, his pick because he are named
3: mine. a name. He said this is who they're going to draft. I just want to see if he's right. Delp
4: it. yeah grant it
3: right that'd be fun yeah i i, I wouldn't have a problem with delt is there 17, a, but is there an edge rusher that you love enough that you would trade up from 17 well, yeah, to I mean, I do it i mean I not, not counting chase young
4: <laughs> obviously chase young's the guy well, i don't think i'm not, trading
3: up for that's not happening trade up for
4: epinesa
5: epinesa i don't think i'm doing that i think i'll see if he can fall to me but you know i think what you said about okuda's right i mean okuda is probably we're talking about a guy potentially could be a top five Uh, You kind of get Marshawn Lattimore-type vibes. I mean, he does not get beaten coverage. He is a good man coverage corner. Is
3: the drop-off so severe that you would trade up and give up something valuable instead of just taking Trevon Diggs or Christian Fulton at 17?
5: I'm trying to collect as many picks as possible. I think that's the way to go. And I think in this draft, you do have potential that some other quarterbacks join. Yeah, And I I just think you're going to get position players to fall to where you're picking – the eleventh, 13th, thirteen. I'm going to channel. Best.
3: I'm going to channel my guy. Brought us and just be like, let the board come to me. Let just the board. Let the draft
5: come to me now. You know, let's see where we're at uh, in, a, yeah, in two months. I get it. Because it's January 9th. Things are going to change. The Senior Bowl is going to be huge for, for a lot of those quarterbacks. A ton of them. Jordan Love and Justin Herbert specifically. Uh, that, that is going to be so huge for them. because. Jalen Hurts. I, I guarantee you, uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you but don't not think about of, it
4: because he's not a first-round pick. He's not yeah. going to skyrocket as much as I don't but, think. I mean, but, Herbert, it would, but it'll be big for him because Herbert, I think going into it, most people are going to look at him like you can't throw. Would, yeah. you, would you trade up for Simmons? The, the
3: Clemson linebacker, if you're not up on names yet. But if you're listening to this, I bet you are. Isaiah Simmons
5: is, is awesome. He is awesome. And I don't think you even have to identify what he is. No, like... Because if, if you get Leighton Vanderesh Esch back at full strength, okay, uh, and then you can play Isaiah Simmons as a safety... As a as a slot, strong <laughs> nickel.
3: safety,
4: nickel linebacker, whatever, anywhere he cover every.
3: He's he's I mean, one of these modern age football players where it's like he can basically play everything in the back seven except for boundary corner. I have yeah.
5: I don't know if I have faith in that now. In the old regime, I did not have faith in them using that player oh, the sure. right way. Yeah, but it's but a new this day, is where it's, a, it's a new it's day, a new
3: era. It's
4: a beautiful day.
5: No,
3: that's from the too. last. That's from the last regime. That's the Jason Garrett thing. Oh, yeah, he's it's more a new day. He were doing.
5: It's a new day. <laughs> Yes, it is.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I still, I, I can't. On January 9th, I'd be surprised if there was somebody they wanted to trade
2: up for. No trade up. So stay put. No trade. Um, I would. If anything, I'll
4: early vote trade down.
2: <laughs> trade back trade to twenty five and <laughs> no, a second because then round what pick. if we
4: lose our ones? What if you lose your first round graded player? That's, Don't trade away from a first round graded player.
3: That's the fun of it. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Maybe you've got 21 first-round graded players, you get to 17, and you've still got like six of them left, and you're like, hey, we can. Well, we can dance.
5: Well, the Raiders pick twice in, in that area, too, and they'll draft some guys who are like way ahead of when they should probably draft them. They'll
4: him. draft a bad player early. So, Raiders will do that.
5: Look, there's a lot of teams in front of you, too, that historically make some weird draft decisions. So, like, I think you could just sit there and maybe some second third-round players get taken in front of you.
3: Is my memory bad? They Okay, they didn't have a pick last year. They gave it away for Mari. They haven't traded away from their first-round spot since 2013. They did it in back-to-back years. They traded back for Frederick and up for Mo. Okay. They have not done it since, I don't believe.
5: I don't think they'd do it again. I think they'll sit it's, there
3: and
4: it'd be a weird spot to trade out of. Yeah, because I think you're sitting right towards the end of your first round graded players, and you're not going to want to. You're not going to want to move from that. It'd I be a bigger
2: risk to trade back rather than right even the the amount that you could trade up for that kind of thing. And it's a
5: drafting for some areas that you need, and that's the fun of it, guys. Like <laughs> go back a couple yeah. years,
3: you're like, oh, we're back here at twenty seven. We're right at the edge of like the cutoff is right there. Like where's Tack McKinley? We need him. But you're right in the thick of it at 17. I I mean, it would be more fun if they were 12, don't get me wrong, but you're right in the thick of where all the good players are.
5: And I know we got to get to the third segment, but real quickly, I just want to say it was a lot like that Zach Martin draft where I know Johnny Menzel got a lot of the headlines, but Ryan Shazier, if he falls to us, maybe that's the guy. Maybe Zach Martin's the guy. Here, maybe it's Javon Kinlaw. Maybe it's Delpit.
3: Maybe it's one of the corners. Super excited about the possibilities, yeah.
2: There's a lot of possibilities, and we'll talk about a little bit more of that. We're going to go into some of the position needs of guys who will or will not be here free agency-wise, kind of like we talked about with Amari Cooper and the wide receivers just a moment ago. That was Twitter on the 20. We'll be back with more Dallas Cowboys draft show presented by Miller Lite here in a moment. Good questions.
0: give me an s. S. s give me an o o
1: give me an s s give me an o o what's that spell so so are we gonna win not if we play like we cheer just okay is not okay whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network at&t is america's best wireless network It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you.
0: This, this is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock.
2: Back here on the Draft Show, DallasCowboys.com, presented by Miller Lite, here from the Star in Frisco. Glad you've joined us. Our first show of 2020. Crazy to think that we are already in the middle of of draft coverage. You're looking the wrong way, oh, sorry, it's over. Yeah, it's over in that direction. There I'm you go. On cameras it's that back corner. Too. Yeah, there's like nine of them in here. Uh, but we, we've we talked a lot about the Cowboys and exactly what positions they want to talk about and where they want to go in terms of the first round. But really as a draft as a whole, I want to get into to McCarthy and how things are going to change. We've talked about 4-3 versus 3-4, what could potentially change defensively. But is there any shift on the offensive side of the football that – Mike McCarthy and this new staff could potentially employ going into this draft.
4: KT. Oh, I don't know if I know enough about McCarthy for like but Kevin, and he didn't even have the input.
3: Kevin Turner probably does. Yeah, so But well, he
4: didn't have the input. That is a
3: good
5: point. It's interesting to see that they're bringing in Joe Philbin as the offensive line coach and mm-hmm. he same type of zone type scheme, likes to get the offensive linemen moving, pulling guards, things like that. Use kind of this offensive lineman's athleticism for a couple more years, as they are aging kind of slowly. A little um, bit. You know, what happened with McCarthy's offense is it changed so much over the years, and it was so much of a let-the-quarterback-handle-it-at-the-line-of-scrimmage type of thing, which caused some chaos in Green Bay. But you didn't see as much uh, route combinations that you would want to see here, of like crossers and traffic and things like that over the middle. So... And you saw it in his last few years in Green Bay, you saw a team get away from running the football. Yeah, They got behind a lot. I don't know how much is going to change. I think you're going to see a guy use two running backs a lot. He's not going to force a tight end on the field, which Mm -hmm. we've seen here quite a bit. He won't do that. Um, He's all about using three wide receivers, two running backs, four wide receivers, five wide receivers, empty
3: sets. I mean, you you as somebody who has followed the Packers would be a good person to ask, like, Mm -hmm should you buy more into the idea that, you know, Eddie Lacy was a dynamic, league-leading type of running back, 1100, 1200 yards, scored 24 touchdowns in 2 years or the last impression of the Mike McCarthy Packers, which is that they got away from the running game all the time.
5: I would say neither. Go back to the year they won the Super Bowl. Their running backs were Ryan Grant and Brandon Jackson and they found a way. They used the run as more of a get your 4 or 5 yards to make things manageable. Now, whether that's running the ball in first down or second down doesn't matter, but it's almost like they use the run to set up the pass at all times. It's never one of those things where it's like – Hey, we're really going to come and dominate you at the running game, and that's kind of what we've been asking for. I know there's a lot of people who may not feel that way, especially how this year went. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be that type of team that says, "Well, this is what we do. We run the ball." I don't think that's going to happen.
3: Another thing, I'm I'm a little bit, and I hear what you're saying. Like the Packers seem like they've been four wide for years because they win with Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, it hasn't necessarily worked. But like they've put resources into tight end. I mean. They brought in Jimmy Graham. They brought in Martellus Bennett before him. They had JerMichael Finley for the longest time. Yeah, they drafted Jay Sternberger last year. I don't think he was hurt. He hadn't had a chance to make a big impact, but it seems like a position that they've tried to address.
5: Yeah, they tried. And You know what? They used you know JerMichael Finley was used as uh, you know a kind of a chess piece though, a matchup guy. You know, Here you had Witten, and yeah. you kind of know that he's not going to be a matchup guy. Jarwin could be that matchup guy that you could use here and there. I think it'll be interesting. I think the way that they use some of those formations will be way different than what we've seen. But it'll be interesting to see if Kellen stays and how much input he has. Um, You know, if Mike McCarthy does have say in the draft room, you know, they're going to be looking for something offensively, I would imagine. Or does he have say in free agency, and that's where Randall Cobb comes back into play and all those types of things. He'll try to keep Randall Cobb here if he's got
2: a say. Well, and a lot of people are looking at maybe a third or a fourth round pick, looking at a tight end. And you talk about the fact of wanting two running backs, three wide receivers on the field, not necessarily forcing a tight end. Does Does that mean they stay put in terms of Blake Jarwin and, and Dalton Schultz, see what they have there, assuming that Witten retires. That's not, of course, an official thing by any means. But if he's done, do they stick with Jarwin and don't waste a pick on tight end if I, McCarthy's at the helm?
5: I don't think they would do that, either. Even whether McCarthy was here or not. Okay. I think you would try to stick it out with Jarwin, maybe try to fill a gap in free agency or late in the draft because, uh, let's face it, there's some bigger, bigger holes to fill. Once things are set and done, once the roster starts rolling over, there's going to be some bigger issues at play than tight end.
3: This might be a lucky – I I say lucky – because just by the virtue of who's coming out, like I don't, it doesn't sound like there's a first-round tight end. Like this is the, not the Noah uh, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant draft.
5: You got the Washington guy. Well, the Washington guys my top-ranked tight Notre end. Notre Dame guy. I, I will say uh, since Cole Komet is, Cole Komet is, is coming even, out, he's, he's coming out, and that just now happened within like, the last couple of days. So I haven't watched him yet. And Hunter so Bryant
3: from Washington. Hunter Bryant and, from
5: Washington, I like, and I think you're you're. Comp comp there is maybe a poor man's Evan Ingram type guy because he's a matchup guy. He's not an inline blocker type guy. Well, that's what I want. He is a matchup guy.
3: I'm over the traditional use of the tight end. I Uh, want a tight end who can line up in the slot.
4: And I don't think the coach is going to demand that you put two tight ends out there and run the ball. Yeah. Uh, Bryson
5: Hopkins is from Purdue. He's my third-round tight end. I like him. I think he can block a little bit. He's not the most fluid guy of all time. And then Dan's going to try to sell you on – Troutman, the small school guy from Dayton, but Dane, after the Shaheen situation, I'm I'll staying just, away. Dane, Troutman. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Dane falls in love with a tight end from a school nobody's heard of every year. It's fine. Uh, I like what what I'm hearing about that, though, because like tight end is not a position I would want to use a first round pick on. Blake Jarwin is is fine for me, and I mean I'm basically assuming Jason Witten isn't coming back. I guess I shouldn't do that. Would you spend a third-round pick on them, though? You said no first yeah. round, which no, is fine. Absolutely. Pick, I, do we know where they pick in the third yet? It's eighty-two. Eighty-two. Yeah. Can I talk 82? you
5: into fifth round? Absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about fifth round. Portland State. What? Portland another, State. You just <laughs> another no-name. <laughs> you
4: guys score. just went after Dane. I was going to say you <laughs> just, uh, and you're, you're just trying to Portland Portland impress people. Charlie Tumopea,
5: my Portland State guy. I am Watch impressed. This round, Portland State. Already watching
3: Portland State players. It's the first show of the year. I love it. Katie's um, on top. Where'd you find that tape? Oh, uh, actually, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but
4: <All right. laughs> I have access to that. Week, huh? yeah. Okay,
3: State. I know we spent five minutes talking about the possibility of drafting a tackle, but like other than tight end or maybe a slot receiver, depending on Randall Cobb's future, like it's hard to imagine a first round pick being on offense otherwise.
5: Wide receiver.
3: That's, that's it, and, that, and that's what's so intriguing because I think the value is going to be insane. <laughs> The value is going to be nuts at receiver,
5: right? Uh, yeah, no, Do you agree with that it's almost a first, first round? Yes. It's almost a reason not to take a first-round wide receiver because, it's, I mean, Jeff, you've been working on the wide receivers pretty I've, heavily. I know it's still
4: early. and Yeah, I think that, there's a lot of good ones. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> but to me, there is CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy, and then I would put a little little break there before you get to Henry Ruggs and maybe put T. Higgins right there with Ruggs. And then I would have another gap, and you go down to what do you got here? Ayuk and Rager and Chenault.
5: What do you think about Ayuk from I, Brandon Ayuk's from Arizona State?
4: I like him, but I'm not done with him. I gotta like I, I like him a lot, but it it seems like it's very big play based, which is very much based on yeah. take something short and take it to the house. I
3: think uh, the odds that a very very talented wide receiver is there. It's good at seventeen, I think, and it's also good at fifty-one. I just, I mean, this is going to be a th- that. If you're talking about storylines for the draft, it might just be how many insane, insanely good wide receivers. The
5: Gallup worked. year is a great example of how wide receivers, yeah. good
2: wide receivers, can fall to you. Sure. What about day three, though? You're talking first, second, or third round, and I mean, if you're retaining Cooper, you you have Gallup, you you bring back Cobb, then that's likely where a receiver pick actually. You're probably going to go day three. Are there anybody? That you're—is there anybody that you're looking at in day three? right Keeping now? on KJ Hill from Ohio State, and he will
5: be a Senior okay. Bowl guy. Um, Gandy Golden, and he's from Liberty. Antonio Gandy Golden, but he's more of the bigger, can't separate type of guy. Okay, you know, um, you know, I, I, it, it also is going to depend on what they want. You know, do they want a size guy on the outside? Do they want a separation guy or like a burner I, on the I, slide. I think if there's anything, and if you know, it, I think we we've kind of seen this over the years is you can really help your quarterback out more than anything by just getting a separator. And I'm looking for more of those guys than I am the big size guys, especially when I'm kind of considering in my own head, Gallup a size guy on the outside.
3: Okay. But follow me here. Cause I'm looking at the contract chart for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh Oh, They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven impending free agents on their defensive line. And to Jeffrey's point, I hate to give it to them, but they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pending free agents in their secondary. And I just have a hard time believing...
4: We can sneak one offensive pick in there. We can sneak one. We can sneak one. Guys. It can't be too early, though, because the problem is if we're being realistic... Pick 17 needs to be defense. It just does. And you've done... If you find three starters in a draft, you've done an
0: incredible job That's yeah. fantastic.
4: So the idea that you could be like, Well, we'll use the first pick on offense and then find some defensive starters. Well, you which, might find one.
3: And they've tried situations where they uh, you know, try to address it in one fell swoop, obviously the twenty seventeen draft, which, you know, Cheeto Jordan and Xavier Woods are all playing. Right. But you wouldn't say that those are amazing picks right now. Just right. in terms of what you're getting from them. Sure. And,
4: and they're very close to having to do that again.
3: Right. Especially if Byron's not back. I mean, Byron Jones and Anthony Brown, two of your three preferred starters on day one, might not be back.
5: They got a hit. They got a hit on two of their first three for sure. They really
3: And do. they really could use a three. Because th-
5: they're going to need
4: bodies. Every every... Heath's a free agent, too. Jeff Heath is Xavier a free Woods agent. Xavier Woods is your only safety. Oh, man. You got one safety.
3: I believe I was gonna. I believe even yeah, even Darian Thompson, who was kind of your spot third safety, is a free agent. Kayvon's
5: a free agent. Yep. I think you trust it, though. I mean, safety is going to be deeper than usual. You're going to have more top 100 safeties than we've had. You pull for Donovan Wilson.
4: Okay. I mean, yeah. That's, that's fine. <laughs>
3: To steal a line from the great Brad Sham, hope is not a strategy. I think I can't sit here and
4: super desperate.
3: Can't sit here and hope that my sixth round safety from last year blossoms. Ned, It'd be great if he had does. A nice preseason, Dave. He really did. He I had a fantastic preseason and couldn't get on the field after that.
5: And what happens with some of these guys who got drafted because they had fans on the coaching staff and those fans are no right. longer on oh, this coaching? That's staff? that's another
3: you're thing not, too. Is you know you're we have to lose some guys. Yeah. We have preconceived notions and coaches are going to show up here in another week or two and be like, oh, that guy. We don't want that guy. Yeah, i don't know that or,
5: guy. <laughs> Cedric Wilson can't play. <laughs> no. Or they're going to uh-huh. say,
3: oh, this guy that
2: they let sit on the bench? Yeah, that guy needs to touch the ball 80 times a game. So it's 26 free agents and contracts that are up. Yeah. And then you turn around and it could potentially be more spots? Now they're not going to get rid of starters or anybody. No. It's not going to be big names. I would assume not. But, I mean, no, th-
3: this is going to be a massive transition. I mean, you turn a third of the roster over every year anyway. But I, w- I think I counted it up and there's 11... Guys that you could quantify
5: as a starter who don't have contracts. Anthony Brown jumps into play too, who wasn't starting at the end of the year. And then you think
3: about guys like Sean Lee and Joe Thomas, who aren't starters in name, but you needed them down the stretch. It's a lot of stuff to consider. And that's, listen, I'm with Jeff. Like I want, I want three badass receivers who can play inside and outside, and I want to score 56 points a game. But looking at this list, it's just hard for me to think. That they're not going to zero in on defenders uh, with these first I, these big money picks. I
5: also don't want to give up fifty seven points per game True. in your scenario there. Yeah, exactly, and <laughs>
3: yeah. that's I mean, man, Je- I, I'm going to hate it if Jeff is right, but we, I can we, see the logic. We got
5: bodies at cornerback. We have bodies at safety. They and do we, no the, in the draft. Oh, in the yeah. draft. No, no, I was like, they
3: have bodies at <laughs> corner. Corner
5: and safety is going to be it's going to be rich for top one hundred players. You're going to be fine. I don't know if you have to reach at 17. You're going to be fine at those positions, at least in terms of adding what could be potentially starters. But what they do with their scheme is going to make a big difference, and eh, that's yet to be seen yet.
3: I'm going to need you all to find a day three defensive back that we can celebrate over. We've done it twice. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, We do it every Anthony year. Anthony Brown, done Xavier Woods, we're yeah. going to need another one because somebody's on their way out. We'll we don't you know one. who it is. All right, cool.
4: Find a safety that's half... Or what is that? Less? What's half of one-tenth of a second?
5: I'm already in love with the tiny guy. I don't even guy. know what that <laughs> is. Interesting to see if Chris Richard is math staying. At the end. We
4: can find a safety who's a little bit too slow and a little bit too small because it doesn't matter because they're good at football. That's what we did with Woods. It'll work out. We'll That's find fair. a guy. And That's, we'll be excited about it yeah, on day three. Yeah. We'll That's find a, a, and I know we're
3: running out of time, but Jordan Lewis was the apple of this staff's eye. And then Chris Richard showed up, and he fell out of favor. Yeah, and yeah. now we don't know if Chris Richard will be back. Like we're gonna have a clearer idea of what this team is looking for over the next two weeks as they finalize this
5: coaching. Staff. Amik Robertson, cornerback, Louisiana Tech. There you go. There's oh, your tiny already. guy. Let's I like go. that.
2: Well, we're gonna dig deeper into that going into next week as well. Next week we'll preview the the Reese's Senior Bowl, Mobile, Alabama. That'll be our second show here of 2020, but. As for today, do want to thank everybody for joining us on social media. Be sure to follow David Hellman on Twitter, Hellman DC. You've got Jeff Kavanaugh at JC1053, and then Kevin Turner at KT Fun Tweets. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!